This is Meditations for Misfits. I'm Fred Gruy. In the last podcast, I mentioned one of the attributes that I notice in people that I consider wise is their ability to spend time in solitude or be alone and and contemplate or reflect, pray or meditate, whatever language you want to give to that exercise. And they consider their lives, who they are, and how they want to live and the kind of person they want to be. In his book, The Active Life, Parker Palmer writes that the difficult insight at the heart of the contemplative life is this. Truth is always preferable to illusion. And the function of contemplation, he continues, in all its forms is to penetrate illusion and to help us touch reality. That's why it's so hard for many of us, because we have so much invested in our illusions. And these illusions also have a societal function, Palmer says. They help keep you and me in our place. But if we're going to take Socrates at his word that the unexamined life is not worth living, how might we examine our lives? Well, if you've ever had a personal trainer for exercise, they're generally always telling us that it's best to warm up before we do any kind of strenuous activity. And my hope is these podcasts will act as a uh, warm-up for your soul before you do uh, this kind of contemplative or reflective work. So as you begin, setting your intention is a good idea. Quieting your mind for the purpose of self-examination is important. And if you're comfortable with the idea, you might even want to say a short prayer or invocation to establish the purpose of the time you're setting aside for your own self-reflection or contemplation. I also recommend that you find a comfortable place to sit. I like to ritualize my own time of reflection. For example, I move to a comfortable prayer chair I have that looks out on a lovely stone fountain in our backyard. I bring a cup of hot tea or coffee with me. I light some incense, put on some beautiful, peaceful music. Now, I know this may sound contradictory to everything you've ever heard or read about meditation. I get that. I have tried sitting pretzel-like on a cushion staring at a wall. It just doesn't work for me. What I've learned over the years is if I enjoy doing something, I'm more likely to do it. If I don't, I won't. And I'm not trying to become a saint, a mystic, or a yogi. I am just a man trying to live a more awake, authentic life. So therefore, any effort I put into making my prayer, reflection, or meditation time more sensually enjoyable, the more likely I am to keep up with it. It's as simple as that. So what I'm trying to create is a space where I might have a transcendent experience, a connection with the divine. Now, you can't force that to happen. A spiritual experience is always a gift. It is never earned. I once heard a Zen teacher say that an awakening is an accident, and we're just trying to create an environment where accidents are more likely to happen. So, as you listen to these podcasts, it's my hope that you will become aware of your own soul's response. How do they make you feel? 
hot with disagreement, cold with fear, warm with acceptance? Do you have a visceral reaction in a certain part of your body to something that I might have said or shared? I'm suggesting you just allow to surface whatever is there without judgment. Simply accept who you are in this moment of time as you try to become more aware of your life and how you're living it. Beating yourself up about how much you weigh, how much exercise you've been getting or not, the fight you had with the kids, you want to quit smoking, these are not helpful projects to be thinking about during this time. I'm suggesting, try not, if you can, to should on yourself. Just sit quietly and see if your soul will make an appearance. The goal is to get more in tune with your own reality and your own truth in an atmosphere of loving acceptance. Now, you'll know this was time well spent if you come away with more awareness, more life, more energy, more creativity, and freedom. The great Buddhist teacher Pema Chodron says, we don't sit in meditation to become good meditators. We sit in meditation so that we will become more awake in our lives. And the great Christian writer Henry Nouwen says that many voices asks, ask for your attention. There's a voice that says, prove you're a good person. Another voice says, you better be ashamed of yourself. And there's also a voice that says, nobody really cares about you. And the one that says, be sure to become successful, popular, and powerful. But underneath all of these often very noisy voices is a still small voice that says, you are my beloved. My favor rests on you. That's the voice we need to hear most of all. To hear that voice, however, requires a special effort. It requires solitude, silence, and a strong determination to listen. That's what prayer is. It's listening to the voice that calls us my beloved. Thanks much for allowing me to spend these few moments with you on your journey today. If you'd like to contact me, my email address is fred at fredgruy.com. In conclusion today, I'd like to share with you a few lines from the great Sufi poet Rumi, who says, which is worth more, a crowd of thousands or your own genuine solitude? Freedom or power over an entire nation? A little while alone in your room will prove more valuable than anything else that could ever be given you.